what you can't do is buy out of the box fit that is somebody else's out of the box because it's not going to fit you. What you need is a degree of pre-configuration and flexibility that means that you can configure for you, for your company and the way that you want to do business. Welcome to the Insurance Innovators Unscripted, the show dedicated to innovation in the insurance industry. Each episode, you'll get a dose of thought leadership from the industry's top business minds, influencers, innovators, and executive leaders. If you want to transform your corner of the industry and exchange innovative ideas, you need to subscribe to this podcast. Now here's your host, Abel Travis. Hey everybody, welcome to the Insurance Innovators Unscripted Podcast, where we dedicate our discussion to insurance innovation. So we are hitting up once again against that 100th episode that will be recorded live in front of a studio audience at the Accord Connect Conference. Um, So hopefully I'll have the opportunity to see you there, but uh, we are going to bring quite a few innovators from Frank Sentner and um, others uh, from across the industry that uh, we're going to um, have the the topic of uh, content really be what those uh, folks and organizations are doing uh, from the perspective of innovation, data, transformation, um, and, and those things. So, you know, I'm really excited to be having that opportunity to record that 100th episode uh, with Accord, just knowing that, um, you know, Accord has been looking to and, and continually, um, you know, providing and driving innovation for the insurance industry. So, you know, with that said, um, if it's, this is the first time that you are listening to the podcast, don't um, hesitate to hit that subscribe button. Um, And what that will do is it will give you the opportunity to get all of the new episodes every time it's released on Thursdays. So, you know, I want to say thank you for all that you do in terms of listening to the podcast and for um, allowing me uh, and the guests on this podcast really to talk to you about insurance innovation and uh, what organizations and what people are doing to transform this industry. Now, it's my pleasure uh, to have the conversation that we are going to be having today, and that's about Duck Creek and what that organization has been doing um, in the space of technology transformation and insurance. So with that said, I do have the opportunity to speak to Bart Patrick, the managing director for the European area of Duck Creek, a company offering core technology platforms to support the insurance in other industries. Bart, it is a great pleasure to have you here on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you, Abel, for the opportunity to uh, speak to you today. I'm looking forward to the discussion. Yeah, so am I. Um, I'm really looking forward to the discussion, especially uh, considering everything that's happening at Duck Creek. But, you know, before we even get there, um, you know, as far back as I can see within your professional history, you know, you've really been driving insurance technology and growth initiatives. So Bart, if you don't mind, you know, talk to me about yourself and your background in regards to how you landed in the insurance world. So uh, I, um, like many people in the insurance world, I didn't intend to get into insurance. Uh, originally, I was, uh, was a landscaper, involved in landscape uh, architecture and design, and uh, I kind of fell into the industry at the age of about, oh crikey, I must have been 22 or so. Uh, working for uh, an insurance company in the UK, uh, Marine and Aviation Insurance. Um, I spent the first five years of my career in um, working actually for insurers, uh, initially London market, and then moving more into uh, reinsurance actually. Um, and uh, post that, I moved, uh, became a consultant, uh, spent a bit of time consulting, gradually drifted into marketing. 
Um, I've worked for most of the big name insurers. And finally, for the last probably 10 or 15 years, I've been working in sales and leadership for technology companies. So I've kind of always been insurance focused. It's um, a great passion for me. I don't think many people will say that, but I, I definitely have a passion for insurance and technology. I think it's a great place to be these days. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And uh, when I think about the insurance industry, it's one that does such a lot of good for the world economy um, generally. And and when you when you start to see what's playing out with this culmination of technology, um, insure tech within insurance, especially like organizations um, like Duck Creek, you know, um, you, you start to see how organizations like yours is working to transform the overall technology landscape. So so now, you know, yourself, you lead um, European expansion at Duck Creek. So if you don't mind, you know, help set the stage in regards to what Duck Creek is and what's the overall value proposition of the enterprise? I mean, it's pretty simple, really. Duck Creek's uh, role in the world, and, and I, I buy into this personally, um, is to really simplify insurance. Over the years, uh, insurance has managed to make itself a very complicated place uh, with all the sort of mergers and acquisitions and the growth of the super companies within with insurance. And we've ended up a landscape that has, for a number of years, and it's changing rapidly now, um, ended up in a bit of a, a, a pickle with the, uh, the number of systems and uh, the complexity of integrations, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So really, we see our job at Duck Creek, you know, underneath it all, we provide administration and administration platform. But we see our job uh, is to help the insurance in an industry in a number of ways. Uh, the first thing is to simplify the landscape, um, this complex, um, I, I call it a heap on a number of occasions. It, it's, it's fair and it's unfair at the same time. But it's just this layer upon layer of integrated, loosely tied together systems. Our job is to help simplify that landscape. Our second job that we see is to help insurers um, reduce their overall cost of operating. It is uh, an enormously expensive business to help in, not least of all uh, caused by some of the uh, technology decisions that have been made in the past. And the fact that it's a long-term business insurance, it, it it's been around for a long time and hence there's a lot of technology in there and some of it old, some of it new. But our job is also to help reduce the cost of the technology and support more efficient operations. Um, we also see ourselves as a source of uh, innovation. Um, we've created a platform that uh, covers off everything that an insurer would need pretty much. Um, but we do it in such a way that it's an open platform that makes it easy to uh, change uh, products change pricing uh, and deliver the best uh, to insureds uh, whichever channel they want to come through so we have to we've had to create an open system and a modern system and that's driven us down a route where we are now pretty much we pretty much see ourselves as a software as a service company uh, Duck Creek on demand is the major go forwards product for Duck Creek and there are a lot of good reasons why we're moving down the software as a service route with on-demand. And all of those reasons are focused on delivering a better service and a better set of technologies uh, to help our customers achieve those objectives. Yeah, yeah, I, and, and I, could, I could see how the capabilities that Duck Creek have designed could 
help there. But, you know, I, I want to ask the question, right? Because when, when I think about core technology infrastructure in the insurance in, industry, you know, it, it does become really innovative and it is really innovative, such as Duck Creek's technology um, up until the point where um, it's not. And, and, and by that, you know, I, I mean, you know, um, when you look at some of the very large carriers, especially here domestically in the U.S. and even um, some of the carriers in the U.K. that's overhauling their core infrastructure and technology, the time horizon in terms of how long it takes to do that could be upwards of five or so years when they're overhauling the entire infrastructure from uh, products and to claims and, and across the board um, to the point where, you know, even myself, I've um, personally engaged with carriers that might have um, a cost that may make it cost prohibitive, you know, $100 million plus in terms of being able to to overhaul that, right? Um, you know, so I, I wonder, Bart, when you when you think about the transformation of technology, right? And, and when you think about how quickly, you know, um, technology is improving, especially with, within the insurance space, there's a lot of insure techs that are, you know, just trying to pick away piece by piece at pieces of the infrastructure because of that cost inefficiency. So, you know, if, if you don't mind, Bart, you know, talk to me about, uh, you know, how Duck Creek is helping carriers really keep up with the times from a changing technology perspective to prevent that, you know, core infrastructure from really becoming, I guess, um, cost inefficient to enhance over time. Yeah. Um it's interesting, isn't it? Um, actually, interesting is the wrong word. I think the word scandalous. Um, the cost of infrastructure change, it, it's, it's just unbelievable. It's like a feeding frenzy uh, for, on insurance companies. Uh, yeah, that's one way of looking at it. But another way, perhaps, of looking at it is when you look at the complexity of insurance businesses with this you know, sort of heat-based landscape that I was describing earlier. And perhaps it was a kinder way of saying it. I was talking through it. Uh, before perhaps heaps are not a way to say that we, we've got this sort of multi-level cake you know lots of different uh, layers within the cake but all the layers aren't necessarily aligned they're not of the same flavor and maybe not even of the same substance um, you've got this problem with how do you create take that awful looking cake and turn it into something that people would actually want to eat um, and I you know there are a number of things here that really say to me that there was a big change going on in technology um, that is going to help simplify these things. So when you look at it, rather than get into a situation where uh, a technology change, which tends to be done fairly piecemeal, you change claims or you change rating or you change this and you change that. And what's happened in the past is really what you're doing is you're taking out a an existing technology that's probably life expired, it's probably out of maintenance, and it's probably uh, on uh, a platform that's no longer supported. And you're replacing it with pretty much the same type of technology on a more modern platform, a supported platform, uh, and so on and so forth. But you've still got the same underlying issues here, the issues surrounding uh, integration, the issues surrounding one of the big ones is is the upgrade path and the problems around upgrade path. But what you're doing is you're layering on another layer around this. And what you end up with is this sort of um, mismatch of different systems, different um, versions. Even if you've got uh, a core platform, which is the same platform across the board, you'll find that it's on several different systems. They don't necessarily all talk to, as a version, they don't necessarily all talk to each other. So 
In unpicking that, that's where the, the cost comes in. Now, the, the way to unpick this is not to add another layer or another version or another product on there, is to actually move into a scenario where you're actually adding simplification. So um, what do I mean by adding simplification? What we do is when we replace, say, a core administration platform, a policy platform, what we look at is not just a like to like, we're going to rip one out, we're going to stick another technology in that is, is supported. We have to look at things like um, what are the business drivers of this company? Is it speed to market? Is it um, simplification? Is it new rating? Is it new channels and these sorts of things? And how our technology is going to support that? But also, how do we remove this issue surrounding once it's in, the upgrade path doesn't start from day zero. So what we've done with the well, our on-demand uh, product is that we've looked at this from the point of view of we have the most flexible uh, product engine that there is anywhere in the world. Uh, and, well, <laughs> you know, that's quite a big statement, but I've seen quite a lot of these. In my view of things, I don't think I've ever seen anything quite as flexible, and I've seen a few. Um, what that means is that we have a code, a low code environment it means that, um, we're not completely trying to re rewire everything every time. Um, uh, when we look at, um, out of the box fit, it, it, that's where a lot of the cost comes into it because what you can't do is buy out of the box fit that is somebody else's out of the box because it's not going to fit you. What you need is a degree of pre-configuration and flexibility that means that you can configure for you, for your company and the way that you want to do business. So that's one way that we reduce cost. The second way that we reduce cost in this is that ongoing, if you need to make a change to a product or to a rate or a price or whatever you're doing or an integration point, you do it. It's our job as a company to help insurers become self-sufficient. Now, one of the quotes I've had recently is 75, I think 75% of our customers run their own uh, product changes and, and their own environments, which is pretty impressive. Um, and then the third way is, is with on-demand, we remove the need for upgrades. We manage the upgrade path going forward as part of the software as a service. So, you know, we're looking to simplify, remove costs, and keep people on the, the right version. So once you've got one uh, product, let's just say you take our administration platform, you remove an administration platform, you put ours in, you remove the upgrade burden, which means you can then focus on dealing with your next problem, say your claim system or whatever it is that's going to need this new upgrade and going to cost you millions. Um, now, one of the things I hear constantly in the market is from um, prospects in particular um, that the reason they're looking to move is not just to change technology. They don't want to be held to ransom. That's the word I hear a lot over the upgrades uh, moving into the into the future. They may have gone sort of three or four versions behind. Um, and what they don't want to be, they don't want to be in this situation again. Um, so, yeah, we've looked at all these things, and that's kind of the driving force behind what we're doing. Now, I can go on about this for for ages. Um, it's, uh, it's a perennial thing. Um, and I think the other thing that we're increasingly seeing um, in the market is increased desire to collaborate on um, non-competitive advantage activity. So what does that mean? It means 
Um, and I'll give an example from the London market. The majority of um, stuff that's going on in the London market, business going around in the London market, is subscription business. We all know what everybody else is doing and where they're doing it. What we've managed to do is take the same data and the same process and as an industry within the market, do it a hundred different ways, which seems largely illogical um, and it should be done better. And what we're finding is that our customers with this desire to simplify, innovate and focus on value add activity are increasingly open and um, uh, keen not just open, but also keen on collaborating in removing this overhead. And some of this overhead could be things like fundamental regulatory change, which adds no competitive advantage to an insurer. Well, why, why are we trying to you know, rewire this all separately? Why don't we get together, do it once uh, and move forward? So again, this is where uh, an on-demand software as a service solution such as ours starts to come to the fore. We can start creating subgroups. We can start getting fostering collaboration because everybody moving forwards will be on the same version and that's pretty critical so uh, for, for us those are, i mean for us for me those are the main things uh, moving forward i think in relation to the software as a service model um that duck creek uses i, I absolutely believe that that's the best model um for core infrastructure organizations to leverage you know i have an example where in my own career and in my own history you know i worked for an organization that uh, we, we were working um, uh, with uh, another um, uh, sort of software core infrastructure platform. Um, and, um, you know, within that platform, you know, we took on the enhancements and that's the core piece of the enhancements to the infrastructure to the point where after nine or 10 years, the platform itself no longer looked like the current platform that that organization provides to new customers because we um, enhanced it or modified it so significantly that it actually became our own, our, our own, right? And and that was a part of the core platform itself, and not updating things like uh, rating and rules with within a a structure, a tableized structure within that platform, and so on. Now this was was the core, even to the point of you know when there were regulatory changes that were being made to different lines of business, we would handle those regulatory changes on a custom basis, which didn't look like, you know, again, where that platform provider was. So so to um, ensure that um, an organization like yours, who's that, that core platform provider, is handling that through the software as a service model and, and you know, pushing forward um, those enhancements, I, I think makes it uh, more beneficial to a carrier, um, giving them the opportunity to focus on what they need to do best, right? And that's servicing the customer, bringing in the business, and, and so on and so forth. Now, you know, Bart, with that said, um, you know, th there are still a lot of carriers out there. And I mean, when you look globally, tons of carriers that are on older models, right? But, you know, to the point that we talked about a little bit earlier, technology is changing. Um, you know, so carriers are looking to do things like leverage artificial intelligence to 
apply it to um, trend their unstructured data that they're collecting within their platforms, as well as to consume third-party data um, to help with things like the quoting process and the claims um, adjustment process and so on. Where on the older platforms, um, it becomes somewhat challenging uh, to do that because a lot of those platforms don't have the layer to consume the, the API. You know, so um, I'm wondering, Bart, you know, with Duck Creek's platform in particular, um, does Duck Creek have the ability to, you know, with the open model that you all leverage, to allow for the plug-in of other uh, types of technologies and capabilities like third-party data vendors and you know um, continuous underwriting vendors and and so on to really help to drive and power um, a carrier's ability to understand their book and portfolio, especially as you start to think about things like cyber consumption and so on. You know, does Duck Creek enable that capability? So, um, in the short answer is uh, yes. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, there are, there are a number of reasons for this. The, basically, Duck Creek is really designed to be a flexible core administration platform with all the benefits that we've just spoken about. Um, but underlying this is an architecture that is that is completely open. Um, and the, the yes part of this comes from the simple fact is that we focus on what we do best which is to handle you know, the creation of products and everything around the creation of products, the creation of rating, uh, the handling of claims and core administration processes. Ultimately, our solution partner network, and we have many hundreds of solution partners, are where, we, where the boundary moves from uh, the administration platform into the world of innovation. There is no point, and not just innovation, but also there are other... Um, uh, requirements, capabilities, and processes that need to be uh, dealt with outside of a core, core admin platform. So inherently, it is it is very much in our interest to have a platform that can plug into these things very easily. As you correctly identified, uh, we are uh, an API-driven platform, and our solution partners uh, drive into that. So yeah, we deal. We have partnerships with people like Roost for. Uh, leap bots and all of that sort of uh, stuff that's coming out there, the IoT side of things. Um, also, people like Fris, Fraud Analytics. We have a full range of, of uh, these solution partners. And really, they do stuff that we're just not designed to do. We think insurance, we think like insurance people. We innovate and we create a flexible, wonderful platform to create innovation. And what we do is we welcome the whole idea of um, we, we're sorry, not welcome. We're not burdened with a not invented here attitude. What we do, we we welcome uh, innovation wherever it comes from. We do our best to make sure that our customers, our insurance customers, and their customers can benefit from these innovations out in the market. Um, and we've been very successful in doing that. Um, you know, it's it's curious you speak about cyber, not just the cyber insurance market itself, but actually. You know, the regulation that's growing up around um, protection of insurance, data, uh, customers' personally identifiable information, all those sorts of things. And actually, um, when you think about it, part of the problem with uh, these types of rules and everything is the complexity of the insurer's um, platform itself. So it's not just a case of being able to integrate with these third-party data, but it's also having a platform that is um, transparent. Uh, a, a, um, a platform that facilitates you to uh, to provide 
um, the easiest way to understand your weaknesses and links. And when you have a, a multiple huge stack of um, technology floating around behind the scenes in your core administration systems, you're creating lots of little gaps in, in your uh, architecture, which are places for, you know, uh, for the less scrupulous members of society to shove a crowbar in and have a really good uh, thrash around to try and get in there and, and cause chaos for you. So, yeah, there's that, that side of things. But going back to the innovation point, I think our job is to be as flexible as possible uh, to uh, facilitate and find partners. It's not just a case of creating a flexible platform like we have, but also to actively participate uh, in the uh, insure tech and um, the uh, innovation uh, part of our industry, which is growing very quickly, and to make sure that we go out and seek things and partner with companies that are going to help our customers be more successful. And that's something that we do very actively. I think currently we have over 2,000 APIs that can be called on. And uh, you know what? Unfortunately, I, I can't tell you the exact number of our solution partners that we have at the moment, but they are many and diverse and they're on our website. Um, the reason being is, is that we add to them on a regular basis. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not dodging that one. It's just a case of um, it, it does. It's a moving feast um, and something we pursue actively. Yeah, so, yeah. No, but that uh, sorry, I was just going to say, you know, I, I think that's that that's quite important. Right. Because I, I look at carriers. I look at platform providers like Duck Creek um, and, and, you know, just across the board, you know, there are organizations that need to do what they do really well, you know, from a carrier vantage point. Um, servicing the claim, servicing the customer, and so on, so they don't, they shouldn't have to worry about their core infrastructure. And from Duck Creek's, uh, you know, uh, vantage point, you know, really honing in on the, the 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 requirements as to what the business needs are to support, um, you know, that that carrier. So if there are two thousand, three thousand, however, however many insure techs are out there, um, uh, you know, in which they're providing something within their subject matter expertise. You all don't have to do all two, three thousand things, right? What you have to do is, um, uh, to the point that you made, be able to focus on, um, you know, consuming that information or leveraging that capability through your your API layer in order to service that up to the carrier, right? Which then allows you to focus on what you all are doing well, you know. So, um, so I personally think that, um, you know, that is absolutely a way to, uh, to, to, to plug into the needs of the broader transformation that's happening within the insurance industry and really hone in on streamlining it as a part of your capabilities. Now, you know, with that said, um, InsureTechs aren't the only ones that are innovating as well. Um, and, um, and Duck Creek just recently announced a partnership with Liberty Mutual to develop a more effective claims capability for workers' compensation. Now, my assumption as, as you, you know, read through that press release is that uh, it's something that's still leveraging the core technologies um, enhanced um, or, or Duck Creek's core technologies that's really going to be enhanced for the benefit of, of Liberty Mutual in, in workers' compensation in regards to what they're doing in claims. Now, you know, Bart, uh, just really quickly, you know, um, is Duck Creek going the way of allowing customers uh, customers um, and partners like Liberty Mutual to um, enhance or modify the core infrastructure 
or um, are you all still going towards you know uh, what you talked about a little bit earlier and allowing for more customization around the the product level and not the infrastructure level of your platforms? So um, when it when it comes down to it, um, the Duck Creek architecture, the the yeah, I. I I don't know whether you've seen this before, but uh, the, the Duck Creek architecture is founded on a, a, a simple principle, core is core. Uh, core is the stuff that we maintain and we have one core. Uh, then we have the layers above that, which are um, you know, the, the, the manuscript level, the, um, the, the, the low code environment. And that's where we will provide additional functions and features that can help our customers create their own innovation. So the, the platform itself is fundamentally geared to help our customers innovate, change what they're doing, and be flexible. Uh, it is also in our interest to maintain a, um, a, a core. Now, one of the reasons for that is, is when you look at software as a service, uh, not all software as a service providers are equal, mainly because if you cannot take separate out the core from the product and from the rating and from all of these types of things, you cannot upgrade easily. Yeah, it is our job to make sure. I know I keep on going on about upgrades, but it's so important to keep yourself current. And if your architecture does not permit you to upgrade the core separately from the product layer and your, um, what I would call probably innovation layer, product innovation layer, then you've got a fundamental flaw in the architecture. Now, fortunately, Duck Creek is, ar is architected in that way. That means that we upgrade the core and the core features and the core functions within there and you move your products over onto it. And it, it's, a, it's a far smoother way of doing it, which means we can upgrade the core, which is a wonderful thing to do. Now, going back to the uh, the, the earlier thing that you were talking about in terms of uh, the integration point, uh, we have different um, levels of integration up to a point where we have what we call our anywhere managed integrations. Um, these are sort of um, mission critical and um, uh, industry critical integrations where we actually guarantee the upgrade of the integration as well. So, you know, those are things where our customers can uh, request of us new anywhere managed integrations and we will then create those anywhere managed integrations and we will maintain those and then they will go out to the market. So, you know, we will only maintain one core of the product uh, as we move forwards, one version moving forwards uh, on demand or on premise. Um, and then we, because of the nature and the structure of the architecture that we have, that means we can provide innovations to people like Liberty Mutual without interrupting the core. Yeah, that is a, a absolutely a, a, a great strategy, right? And, and I love to see this. You know, um, I, I've been following um, what you all have been doing from some of the acquisitions that you all have been making to um, uh, enhance your core platform uh, capabilities um, all the way through to um, a lot of the partnerships that you all have engaged in with companies like Liberty Mutual in order to, to assist them. And, um, and, and you know, um, I, I get really excited when I see that because I, I see that it's all working um, collaboratively to um, enhance and uh, enhance the way that we could service and provide for those that need the services within our industry. You know, so um, it, it, it just becomes so important to have a, a capability um, and an infrastructure that you all provide in order to be able to, to do that effectively. Because as I mentioned a little bit earlier, I, I know that there are carriers out there that, that that's trying to get to that point. Um, but because of the infrastructure that they have in place, it's just taking them a, a little bit of a longer time. Now, now, 
now, when I think about um, the insurance industry, when I when I think about where carriers are, um, and when I just think about where things are today, you know, there are organizations that are, um, you know, seeing that play out, and and as I mentioned again a little bit earlier, de- determining that hey, there's a part of the insurance value chain that I can jump in. Um, and, and really transform, right? You know, so uh, from a carrier's perspective, they may look at a company like, and I'll use, let's say, uh, a slice, for example, um, a, as a competitor, um, instead of one that's, uh, you know, uh, really helping to, to, to drive, um, you know, more customer efficiency based on the enhanced customer expectations, you know, for, for the industry. So, Bart, from, from your perspective, you know, what are some of the opportunities that carriers have today in relation to innovation and transformation in, in the insurance industry? Uh, the, the, the one I'll pick out on that is cyber. Um, I've, been, I've got quite a heavy involvement in the cyber market and everything. I think it's a fascinating area. It is the most digital of risks, yet it's handled in the least digital fashion possible. It's not that it can't be done. The, the problem that we're seeing out in the market is that the product type, as in the, the insurance product type, has not yet been designed that can handle the way that digital risks can be um, assessed and uh, quantified. And what we're seeing uh, at Duck Creek is insurers now beginning to consider what an cyber insurance product should be, not just a, an add-on to a DNO or a liability pro, uh, product or an endorsement sold as, a, as, a, as, a, as an add-on, but fundamentally what should cyber be? Now that type of problem, that type of thing drives innovation uh, and it drives um, uh, you know, new products to market. Now if you've got a platform that's going to take you 18 months to let's just say, go out and design the database, go out and design the product, get the rating pulled together, work out how you're going to integrate through to the IoT devices, how you're going to get that data in, how you're going to rate it, then how you're going to get it to market. At the very least, and it's going to take you at least eight or nine months just to change the systems, you've got a real problem because if you've got a a more live and, and the rise of the insure tech, is really down to being live and fast and being able to do these things, try and fail. Whereas you know, the, many of the traditional insurers uh, have struggled to do this. I'm seeing a change in this now. Um, I'm seeing far more, far more uh, insurers really trying to under, uh, understand their fundamental inertia in changing things. And much of the business that we're winning these days is from insurers who really want to change what they're doing. They really want to be fast. They want to um, bring new products uh, to their insurance base and, and basically out-compete on product. Um, get away from this. Um, we're going to compete by buying more people and becoming the biggest. We're now going to compete on product. So um, when you look at the cyber market, these products haven't been designed. And, and unless you've got a platform uh, like Duck Creek, we just say, do you know what? We really don't care what the future brings because we're pretty sure we can cope with it. So that's the way that we're structured. Um, that gives you confidence to innovate. That gives you confidence to do better and try different things uh, and to be stable. Um, if you've got a stable, flexible platform, 
that can help you innovate, then you're not constantly looking over your shoulder for the next thing. You know you can cope with it. And I think that is a design, uh, you know, baked in at source way of thinking that we have at Dark Creek, which is we don't know necessarily what the future is. And what we're going to try and do, and we have done very successfully, is develop and deploy a system, a suite of insurance products that are flexible enough that can bend and flex with you and support your onwards journey. So, you know, I can see some great innovations coming through in terms of um, usage-based cyber um, that our customers are going to be able to take advantage of because our system can deal with it. So I think that's pretty important. Yeah, I I would absolutely agree with the importance of of, of having an infrastructure uh, infrastructure that has the flexibility to deal with that. You know, I, I think about organizations like At Bay, for example, and 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 what they are for those that aren't aware is it, it's a it, a, a, a software organization that provides. Um, companies the, the ability to use their software in order to lock down the system, right? Um, in, in essence, it could be seen as some sort of an antivirus software, though it goes way beyond antivirus. Now, um, in the event that their software is on an organization's platform um, and they are breached, uh, then AppBay also provides the, um, the the insurance component of, of, of covering for that breach in, in order to make sure that that organization can become whole again, right? So they um, emphasize or they put emphasis on the software piece and, and, and a, a de-emphasis on the insurance. That, that really starts to become secondary. But the reason why, why I bring that up is because as you start to talk about things like um, you know, going on, uh, you know, um, cyber as an endorsement and, and really trying to help organizations to to really control that that particular exposure. The one thing that a company like at Bay does really well is um, intake the data, um, you know, that's being collected from all across the organizations that have uh, the, that software on their their platforms. Um, and but the, the limitation is that um, if there are other organizations like incumbent carriers that are partnering that need to use that data, um, a lot of the core technology infrastructure um, isn't built or set up in a way to effectively consume it, you know, to the point that you made in regards to usage base. Right. That's a lot of data being collected that you, you have to, as a core um, infrastructure provider, be to be able to consume in order to leverage that across how the. Uh, the the insurance carrier will then apply it to um, uh, you know either providing coverage or even protecting the customer's PII or PHI from uh, you know from from being breached and or understand the trending around that to start to influence the ability to stop it right so companies like At Bay uh, tend to do it well but um, but without um, you know having the ability to consume the information from UB uh, uh, based devices and in, in the core infrastructure it makes it. A little bit challenging, so you know I love the example of the example that you used with cyber because it shows the flexibility of the Duck Creek platform um, in order to to drive um, the ability to consume the information um, with that emerging trend that's been playing out over a few years time. Now you know Bart, um, as we look down the future of what you're doing with Duck Creek, so you know you've taken over to lead the European expansion and growth, um, I, I think based out of, of, of London, you know, what are your thoughts for Duck Creek in Europe and what, what's your aspiration for it to look like over the next few years? So that, that's, a, that's a, a very, very diverse question. Um, 
it's uh, you know to be to be fair, um, I see uh, Duck Creek uh, expanding out. We have a number of uh, European customers as it is. Uh, we work very much with a number of the uh, large systems integrators um, across Europe. Um, and I, I see a lot of business being uh, taken up across um, uh, the, the main, mainland Europe and spreading out far more widely than uh, our current footprint. Um, we have a successful customers, uh, successful customer uh, from Portugal now, uh, and that's going very well. And I think we've proven that our technology has the ability, because of its low code nature, the ability to uh, take on a fairly diverse set of requirements. Now, the question itself goes uh, in terms of European expansion, how ready is Europe for software as a service? Um, because clearly, if I'm going to go to market, I'm going to take what I believe is the right technology moving forwards, which for me is clearly software as a service and our on-demand product. And from that perspective, um, I think that the European um, uh, sphere of operations can learn a lot from what's going on in the US at the moment. Um, in the US, we are seeing that the vast majority of the businesses is on demand. It's uh, it's software as a service, and I'm finding that there is a slower uptake in in Europe. It's more um, cautious and conservative, but I'm seeing a great deal of change in that, and it is happening more quickly. We're at we're at a bit of a crossroads uh, in Europe uh, where people are still coming to market for on-premise solutions. Uh, they know that on-premise is um, a little bit backwards looking, let's just say, um, and that as technology evolves, it will go down the sort of the Microsoft 365 type route where you don't even know it's there, you just use it and it updates and everything's great. But we're at a crossroads at the moment and I think anybody making a decision over the next 18 months is going to um, have to ask themselves some fairly fundamental questions in that uh, on-demand and software as a service is now a proven, reliable route of delivery. Um, and the question being is, is that how much benefit do you really get from running things yourself? Uh, well, it's not, it really depends on your point of view, I suppose. We see it as a company that the real benefits lie in on premise. So, you know, I see a future in Europe going round and round and round the circles here that um, a strong Duck Creek um, global solution, which is what we are, uh, will be taken into more, uh, in a more concerted effort into uh, the European sphere of operations, uh, working closely with our systems integration partners. Um, and you know, the thing is that there's been a change in the market as well. We're seeing a lot of interest in what we would call a, uh, a pan-European type um, technology. Um, and again, this is coming out from the US, um, which is the US owns a lot of European insurers now. There are a lot of you know, people like Chubb and all those sorts of companies. They, they have a lot of operations all around the world. And it is very highly desirable 
for uh, large-scale insurers to have commonality in their technology platform. Uh, and what do I mean by that? Well, these things need to be uh, you know, common. Uh, they need to try and create as much commonality as possible um, in terms of how the, the, the underlying technology, but create the flexibility where necessary in order to cope with uh, local wrinkles, local changes and local requirements because regulations different, integration points are different and all of those sorts of things. And again, you know, we're well placed as a business and as a technology to take advantage of that um, just by our very nature, uh, our history and our architecture. So, you know, as a business, um, we are going to increase our footprint in Europe. We're going to build on the base of our um, current activity, uh, which has given us a great foundation to move forward. And I think you can see quite a lot about Duck Creek uh, is going to become a little bit more um, prevalent. Yeah, that's that that's really exciting in terms of what your thoughts are there, and um and, and I'm I'm as I mentioned going to continue to watch that that expansion and, and how you all are um you know really driving um, change throughout domestically here in the U.S. but also in Europe uh, for for Duck Creek. So you know, with that said, I, I always try to make the podcast tangible for those that are listening. So so Bart, you know, one of the questions that I always ask is um you know if you could give a piece of a piece of advice to one of the listeners or to any of the listeners that are listening to us speak here today um, to help them to think differently um, and beyond the status quo to really transform and innovate their organizations like Duck Creek is doing for the insurance industry. You know, what advice would you give that listener? Stop. Take a deep breath. Look forward. And do something bold. Uh, you know, it's, I think it's that stop point. Everybody plows on and on and on. And it just, it's hard. Our business is hard, as in the insurance industry is hard. It's highly competitive. Um, and it is taking that time just to stop and take that deep breath before moving on again. And I see a number of um, activities out in the market where you could argue that good money's being thrown off the bad and people are just trying to keep the, st- the, the steady state as it is at the moment. And what we need to be able to do is, sure, everybody needs a good foundation and everybody needs you know, a strong platform to build from wherever that comes from. But it's taking that time to reconsider in the round what you need to do as a business and make sure that you have a um, flexible set of technologies that are going to take you into this slightly more uncertain future. Now, when you look at it, insurance is insurance is insurance is insurance. You know, the underwriting, the basic um, principle of underwriting in terms of uh, providing a, a product that reflects the risk that you're going into, uh, risk transfer, sharing of risk, pooling of risk, and all those sorts of things, is it, it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. But the way that you can assess risk, the way that you can price risk, the way that you can go to market and the, the channels have changed fundamentally over the years and uh, will continue to change. Um, uh, you know, I hear a lot about new competition coming into the market, but when you really look at it, um, the, you know, the, the large-scale uh, insurance providers are not going away. They're going to be people that are nipping around their heels, and we don't know where the, 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 the next big competitor will come from. Um, you know, there's the usual discussions around Google and Amazon and all those sort of data 
rich environment. Um, however, you know, it, it's one of those things, insurance companies are still going to be there. Um, they do need to transform. Um, and yeah, I, I, it just goes back to that. But you know, for the love of everything, please just stop. Take a really good look. Really think about what you're doing, and then move move on again. Yeah, that's that's absolutely great advice, Bart. So hey, I I want to say thank you. You know, I think this was a a really great conversation, and I'm sure that the uh, audience and the listeners are going to get a lot of value out of the conversation that you and I had here today. Now, if they wanted to continue the discussion with you and learn more about Duck Creek and what you're doing, you know, what's the best way for them to either get in contact or follow you? Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. That's always a good way of getting in touch with me, uh, Bart Patrick. Um, and I can be contacted uh, via our London office. Um, I'm sure Louise will provide you with the number for that. I don't actually have it in front of me. Um, but yeah, um, you know, but through, also through um, our uh, general through, through the, the main Duck Creek uh, website at uh, www.duckcreek.com. Um, and uh, yeah, any other way. LinkedIn's always a good one. Great. Well, hey, Bart, you know, once again, I want to say thank you. I, I do appreciate the conversation today. And as I mentioned earlier, I look forward to watching the successes of Duck Creek across the globe. Thank you, Abel. And thank you very much for your time today. And I've really enjoyed the chat. It's been great. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Insurance Innovators Unscripted Podcast. Now, of course, if you are listening to this for the first time, hit that subscribe button so it can populate in whatever you use to listen to podcasts and you can get the new episode on a weekly basis so tune in next week but if you have colleagues that are also looking to learn a lot about what's happening in this industry share this and forward it to them so once again thanks for listening and i'll see you next week